0: Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover-to-Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 348 of Reading the Bible Cover-to-Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about you and your ways as we read your word. Help us learn more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 13. Verse 1 tells us how much Jesus loves us. And as he had loved those who were his own in the world, he loved them to the last and to the highest degree. His love for us is incomprehensible. Jesus washed his disciples' feet, showing them he desires service. There are many kinds of service. We can pray that God will show us how to serve him. It's so easy to get caught up in everything we want to do, worthy things, but let's seek God's will and serve him in the ways he desires that we serve him. Then we read about Jesus' spirit becoming agitated as he told Judas to go and do what he intended to do to betray him. As soon as Judas left, he said, now is the son of man glorified. Now he has achieved his glory, his honor, his exaltation, and God has been glorified through and in him. Yesterday and today, we read about Jesus' death glorifying God. We were saved through this one act of service. Through Jesus' death on the cross, God was glorified and the enemy was put down. The blood of Jesus covers us. Let us be especially grateful for Jesus' sacrifice today. Last, Jesus gives the disciples a new law to live by in verse 34, which says, I give you a new commandment, that you should love one another. Just as I have loved you, so you too should love one another. May God's love permeate our hearts so that we can love everyone around us. Let's see what Amos has for us today in chapter 7. Prayer is shown to be extremely powerful in this chapter. God showed Amos a vision. He was shown a swarm of locusts that destroyed the Israelites' crops. The Israelites grew two crops. The first one paid the taxes to the king, and the second one was for them. Verse 1 tells us the second crop was destroyed meaning this was the harvest of the Israelites. They would have had nothing to live on. So Amos prayed that the Lord wouldn't do this, and the Lord revoked his plan. Interestingly, the Amplified Bible says the Lord was eased and comforted when he withdrew his plan. God never wants his people to be hurt. He doesn't want us to hurt either. It was difficult for God to pass judgment on his people, even after they had shut their eyes to him and opened them to foreigners and their gods. Verses 4 through 6 are similar, where God would send fire against the people. Amos prayed that he would not do this, and again the Lord revoked his sentence upon the people, and he was relieved. Then, in verse 8, we read that the Lord held a plumb line to a wall and asked Amos what he saw. A plumb line was held to a wall to see if it was straight. God measured the Israelites to see if they walked the straight and narrow path, but they did not. Their idol worship was detestable to the Lord and he planned to make their places of worship destitute. One of the priests at Bethel, where the golden calf was worshipped, sent word to King Jeroboam that Amos was conspiring against him. Amos said that Jeroboam would die in battle and Israel would be held captive. The priest told Amos to go back to Judah and prophesy there. Amos admitted that he was not a professional prophet, but the Lord found him and told him to prophesy against Israel. God does miracles through ordinary people. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. This is God's MO. His ways are not like our ways. May the Lord grant us understanding, knowledge, and wisdom to learn more about him and his ways. In chapter eight, God showed Amos ripe fruit and told him the people of Israel were like the ripe fruit. Their prosperity would not last long. God saw their mistreatment of the poor. He saw their hearts had grown cold toward the Sabbath and the feasts where they used to be worshipful and praise the Lord. At this point, they attended the feasts and held the Sabbath. But in their hearts, they couldn't wait until they were over so they could go on buying and selling again. The Lord told Amos that the time of Israel's suffering was coming soon. God also told Amos that a famine was coming. It wasn't a famine in the land. It was a spiritual famine. No matter how much they searched for the Lord, they wouldn't find him and the people who worship the golden calves would perish. In the final chapter, chapter nine, God shows Amos the pillars at the altar and tells him to shatter them. When the pillars are destroyed, the whole temple falls. God uses this analogy to show that he is ready to destroy Israel, but he will leave a fragment alive, a seed that will grow again. While they are in exile, there is no escape from God's judgment and suffering. He uses this time to purify his people. When the suffering and purification process is done, God said, I will raise up its ruins and I will build it as in the days of old. And in verse 12, we are included in the nations that are called by God's name. There are such blessings as have never been found, such that one who plows bumps into the one who sows the seed. The crop grows so fast that the planter and the reaper work simultaneously. The Amplified Bible says, Everything heretofore barren and unfruitful shall overflow with spiritual blessings. We can look forward to that day. Today, we can praise God for his perfect plan to unite us to him, and we experience those overflowing spiritual blessings. Well, let's see what King Solomon's wisdom is for us today in Proverbs 17. There are so many golden nuggets of wisdom in this chapter. Each deserves its own quiet meditation and pondering. Verse 5 is a common theme in the Bible. We read about it yesterday and today in Amos. It says, Whoever mocks the poor reproaches his maker. God does not take our opinions, thoughts, or words lightly. May we help instead of hurt the downtrodden that are in our lives. Solomon warns us to handle strife immediately in verse 14. It says, The beginning of strife is as when water first trickles from a crack in a dam. Therefore, stop contention before it becomes worse and the quarreling breaks out. Great advice for ourselves and our own thoughts. First, let's not negatively contend with ourselves. Next, this is great advice for our interactions with family, friends, and work. We can use this wisdom in all areas of our lives. Verse 22 says, A happy heart is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. The way to a happy heart is through the Lord. A cheerful mind comes when we remind ourselves of the good things God has done for us and the blessings he's already bestowed upon us. When we remember God's faithfulness to us in the past, we can patiently wait upon him with the expectation that he will come to our aid in the future. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for all you have done for us and all you are. Lord, keep our eyes on you and not this world. Increase our faith in you and keep our hearts yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen.